Welcome to Modern Day Abigails. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform and where we can become the women God created us to be. Hello, ladies. Welcome to Modern Day Abigails. Again, I'm Anna. I'm Joanna. And we are going to get into Songs of Solomon Chapter 4. But you know we like to have a little chit-chat before we get started. But since the other day I wasn't too sure what chapter I left off, and I'm like, uh... I had to go and listen to I don't know how many minutes. Oh, that's so funny. our last one, I'm going... Come on, Anna, when do you actually mention oh, what we're in? Because it's been so long because yes. it's before the Petra concert. And then we've just had everything just bam, 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 happen, happen, happen. And right. just busy. busy but some busy. of it's been really good. Like Joanna has a new little side business that she started called okay. Muggy Creations, where you can doctor up your coffee or your hot tea or your cold tea. One of these days I'm going to try it on cold coffee, but you can doctor it up with all natural spices that doesn't sit at the bottom of your coffee cup. I didn't know you were going to mention that. I know. That's why I didn't, say, I didn't say anything to you because I knew if I did, you'd be like, no, no, say anything. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And I'm like, I'm we're having fun anyway. with it. Yes, um, we are. Yeah. Anna and I are having fun with creating all these things and talking about how to market it. And, and, um, all my classes finally are starting to pay off. Yeah. We're just having a lot of fun. So, um, if y'all are interested, go to the website, muggycreations.com. Exactly. It's um it's that time of year, so it's it's perfect gifts and perfect time to drink yeah. sit outs. Oh, pumpkin, this was so nice. Pumpkin cake and cinnamon apple pie. Oh and- yeah, I, it was so nice this morning because I made me a cup of coffee and I sat on the back porch and it was nice and cool. And you had a you had a sachet. No, I was saving it for here. Okay, I I, I um you actually use them more than I do. I do, I do, and I and I um what do you call, I'm trying to think of the word. There's a word addicted. For this. Well, that too. <laughs> But I'm rationing them so I don't run out. Yeah. Because I love it for, so in the mornings, I drink a, a flavored coffee or whatever while I'm sitting there reading my Bible and all. The Lord gave me the ability to finally get up in the mornings to be able to read, sit there, read my Bible, I drink need my to coffee. Do that. Uh, it's been amazing. He just, all of a sudden, one day, it just, it just worked. And I was like, oh, thank you, yeah, Lord. I need because a new routine. My, my evening routine was always getting squashed. So yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. Well, so, we're so busy. By the end yeah. of the day, my mind is, I mm. can't function. And that's what was happening. So and then I, and then since I've been working with a nutritionist, I'm feeling better and I can actually wake up better in the mornings. Mm. Probably help if I didn't self sabotage myself with too much coffee. But anyway, speaking of that, so in the mornings, so that's my first cup. Well, I make me a big to travel cup, one pot of coffee, but I used to I put extra water in it because I get a stronger coffee, add extra water, and then I put my sash in there, and so it's it's a sachet, it's a sachet, 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 like a tea bag. So I put it in my coffee and it goes to work with me and it oh. sits there and seeps as I'm going to work. Oh, that's a long, good it's, seeping time. No, it is. And then I'll, if I finish it, even though I'm not supposed to have fluoride, sometimes I want an extra cup of coffee. So I leave my little sachet in there and I bring me another cup of coffee. But I did tell you, I will tell you, the water makes a difference. My work at water is like. Oh, the like, water at work. Yeah. Was like Because I had, I forgot my coffee uh, and it was too far to go turn around. I was so sad. Oh, I remember that. I got a sash, and I'm just going to go make me a coffee. He'll be okay. And I'm like, 
It tasted different. It tasted different because I didn't have my water. Uh, what flavor are you doing right now? We're doing them right now. We're sacheting right now. I've got ginger snap cookie. Uh, oh, I've got the uh, uh, hazelnut chocolate pie. Yes, you do. Okay. And it's yummy. Oh, yeah. And I don't even like hazelnut, but I like that one. <laughs> the, the one that I make. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fresh ground, it so is. that's probably why. Okay. Mm. So... You ready for your awkward? Let's get to it. All right. You ready for your awkward question? Oh, we're doing that. Yes. Yeah, we got to have it. All right. Okay. Go for it. Describe Ray, my husband, the pastor. Oh, please don't. Yes. But he's here. <laughs> I'm just asking you to describe him. <laughs> okay. Um, don't forget to talk in your mic. Like, okay. One, he's tall. Okay. Two, he loves buzz cuts. Yes. Um, AKA flat top. Flat top. Um, yeah, his hair. He's very particular about his hair. Um, that he wears a hat on. I know, but he still has to have a buzz cut. It's your yes. husband, Anna, not mine. I know. That's and, why I'm asking yeah. you a question. <laughs> um, he loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. He loves family. Right. Um, <laughs> um, he loves his sheep. Yes, he does. He loves his sheep. He does. And um, do I, can I, can I stop? Yes, because I'm going to describe them now. Your version? Mm-hmm. Let's hear your version. See, I'm going to describe them as tall, blonde, sexy, gr- light green eyes that nobody <laughs> ever misses. He's got this Oh, yeah, we definitely have different. Yeah, a goatee with, um, he's just, and it's soft and pedable and, you know, broad I would shoulders. Not know. And just. You know, loves Petra since he was young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a Petra fan and loves NASA. Oh, yeah. Space program. Not NASA per se, but he loves the space program. I've watched all the documentaries with him. And um, uh, he loves goofy, stupid things he, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. He loves good humor. He's got good humor. Yeah, okay. He's, I wouldn't call it good humor, but, uh, he's, but okay. He's, yeah, he, got, he, he would call it good humor. It's good guy humor. Yes, he, that's it. And he's such a manly man. That's true. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have very different descriptions, but it's the same man, right? It is the same man. But what makes the difference? Um, you have an intimacy with him that I do not have. Exactly. And that's what we're going to talk today about. Because I what, didn't get that intimate at all. No, no. But that's, that's why I wanted to do it this mm. way. So if you're doing a Bible study, if you ladies, somebody said, hey, let's do a Bible study using these podcasts. What I did with my ladies. Bod, uh, po- uh, Spit it out, Anna. What I did. In fact, OK, so I, I'm going to tell you what i always tell people if i talk too fast let me know so i'm at a doing a training the other day and i'm presenting and i always tell everybody at the front look i know i talk fast if i talk too fast please someone tell me so i can slow down and this guy this older gentleman raises his hand he goes i'm from texas you're speaking a little too fast for me (laughs) and i'm like really i'm from texas too born and raised right here he looked at me goes i would never have guessed (laughs) He probably thought you were like New York or something that's because they're very yeah. quick talkers. That's where everybody puts me. That's where so else funny. People... You don't have a New York accent, but no. you have the New York speed. Yeah. Well, somebody told me, they're like, you should learn Spanish because you talk fast like they do. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they just sound fast because you don't know Spanish. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure that's how it works. At least that's how it works with me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so if you do... um. Make sure. So what you do is you take all the ladies names in the room, put on a piece of paper or throw it in a bowl, which we've done before. This is what we did. Have everybody pick a name and then ask every lady to write down and describe that other woman. The paper they've got describe her. And 
it really shows you who you know, who you don't know, what type of relationship you have. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, oh, wow, we don't have a good one or, hey, we have a bad one. It's a, it's a thought process. It's to get your mind going saying, can I describe Jesus? Can he describe me? We got a lot of people out there who don't really know the Jesus of the Bible. True the fact. only begotten son of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Holy One of Israel. Our and Savior. you know what I just realized? We didn't pray. We prayed, but not oh, on here. Right. Yeah, we prayed yeah. before we started. Would you so. open us up in prayer? I certainly ma'am? will. <clears throat> Let's see. Well, let me see what your title is first. Intimacy with Jesus. All right. Yes. Um. Oh, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for this podcast and uh, to speak through us, Lord. We just want to reach these ladies and give them um, some comfort and some peace and just teach them all about you, Lord. And today we're talking about intimacy, and that is the super sweet, sweet relationship that we are supposed to have with our Savior and our Lord and our Creator. And so, Lord, we pray that we can convey that today and that they, these ladies, um, they soak it in, Lord, and they just begin to, if they don't already, begin to have a sweet longing, Lord, to know you, to know you, to know you, Lord. And um, we just pray over them today and pray over us as well. And it's in your sweet son's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you for doing that. We get so excited. We pray before we get on here. And then sometimes we get to pray. We just get going. We just get going. We're Got talking about coffee and that was that. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's my comfort <laughs> food. I was going to tell you, you need to market that. It's like the new, com- call it the new comfort food. I've actually had several other people who agreed with me. And they're like, oh yeah, you're right. It is. Coffee's the new comfort food. Yeah. So I'll put that on my website somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put it on your side. It's the new comfort food. Yeah, I could do it. Mm-hmm. I could do it. We're always tweaking. We're just having so much fun with yeah, this. Yeah, actually it is. It's like a, a hobby. We're just me. hoping. It's a hobby for it's, me. It's a hobby for me too. So one day we hope it takes off. Yeah, yeah, there we go. But in the meantime, we get some great coffee. Exactly. Okay. And, um. I purposely chose the one without espresso. Okay. Oh, me too, on purpose. So we've been watching the Shulamite, and we watched her go from feeling like she wasn't worthy, that she just thought herself kind of ugly and just, just not really anything, but yet she knew deep down there was something more. And I think that's because when you're made in God's image, you know there's more, even if you're feeling despair and upsetness. And then she has an encounter with uh, the um, the beloved. Uh, um, I gotta remember what he's called. Sometimes he's called Solomon. Sometimes he's called the shepherd. Um, we were talking about the same guy. And so she, she meets him. He pursued her and she meets him. And she's decided that this is who she wants to be with. And we're watching this progression. But we also got, saw in the last chapter, she kind of got lazy. She got lazy in her relationship. And then she had to go find him. But he had left her a love note. So it wasn't like he completely left. He let her know, this is where I'm going to be. I can't be where you are, but you can come be where I am. You're describing Jesus. Exactly. And Jesus will tell you that he's, you know, there are certain places he can't be. It's too sinful. Yeah, it's sinful. It's too black. But he's ready, right there, ready for you. He's ready to meet you. And we're going to actually see that all in chapter four, this, this wedding picture, this intimacy. Now, remember, ladies, we talked about this before. This is not a sex book. If you get good ideas with your husband. Go for it. Sure. Your husband. That, yeah, your husband. Yeah, we're going to be clear on that one. So, you know, it's, you know, like I said, you get some good ideas for your husband. Go for it. Y'all do you. what y'all do. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, dear Lord. We're so fun. I, anyway. I encourage it because the I Lord do too. encourages it. I do and too. it makes marriages. I, every, like I said, and y'all have heard me say this before, every good marriage is because they have a deep intimacy. 
And that's different for each couple. Yeah, it is. And their intimacy, the, their their intimacy is different for each couple. Mm-hmm. As long as it keeps the marriage bed from being defiled. Right. It's, it's you know, it's about intimacy. That's what it's all about. And this is what this is. It's about Jesus wanting to be intimate with us. And the only way God could describe it is through marriage. That's why marriage is under attack. That's why male and females under attack. That's why the curses are under attack in yep. Genesis. Mm-hmm. Because Satan's like, if I can destroy this. I can do, then this goes away. Do a lot of damage. Exactly. Do do a lot of damage. Exactly. Because Lord uses marriage as his example with his relationship, our relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to back up to something you Uh said earlier. Um, The one thing about the Lord is that we may move away. We may go here. We may go there. But he is so stable and so constant. He doesn't move. We're the ones Mm -hmm. that back up and move away and walk off. But he's Always in the same yep. spot. He's always there. Exactly. Have you ever played Marco Polo? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the Lord going, Marco, because he's letting you know where he's at, where we can join him. But we I ha- can't I say. I have to say it. Polo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I uh, can't say Marco without saying Polo. Yeah, exactly. I heard that somebody said they were at a store and they heard this lady's voice go, Marco. And she heard on the other side of the store, the husband go, Polo. She goes, man, I want that. My yes. relationship. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So that's where we are. So let's um, let's look at songs, a song of Psalms. We're going to tra- start with uh, chapter four, verse one. The beloved, behold, you are fair. My love, behold, you are fair. You have dove's eyes behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Mount Gilead. Isn't that such a sweet, sweet love letter? It is. I Yes. <laughs> I want I want hair something besides goat, but you know. Actually, I want this goat's hair. This is what I've learned. So the dove's eyes mean tranquility, calm. He's seeing, um, he's seeing behind her veil. So we're getting to the point where we're looking at this this marriage picture that they're they're engaged. He can see her, but they haven't consummated the marriage yet. We'll see that in a little bit. Actually, I think it's the next chapter. But right now, we're looking at they're engaged, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But The beloved is saying that her hair was like long, beautiful, black, wavy hair. Apparently, when those type of goats got the moving, they look like wavy hair. Oh, okay. But they were beautiful. They were actually beautiful. I'm like, I haven't seen a goat like that. So I kind of want to see a goat like that. We don't have goats like that. When we were in Israel back in 2016, and you'd see everybody run around with goats. I didn't see goats like that either. Maybe I was in the wrong part of Israel to see those goats. It was funny when Stevie was over there. In, I'm going to have um, to Google it later. Exactly. When uh, Stevie was in Kuwait uh, a few years ago for the Air Force, he didn't send a whole lot of pictures, but when he sent pictures, of would always get a camel on it. Because a, the camels were just roaming. Camel. Ar- yeah, they're just yeah. roaming around, and they were like cows to us. So anyway, Interesting. he had a lot of camel pictures. It was hilarious. And then he'd send us videos, and the, the ambulance driver was so excited. She goes, look, look, there's camels. There's camels. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> She's just so excited. But anyway, what we're seeing is we're seeing this picture of this Jewish wedding, and we're actually in the engagement period. So um, I, just like Ray says, I am Texan. I know I don't sound like it, but I can't do any better on the Hebrew words than anybody else. We're going we're gonna to try this. The Shadukin. You got a better idea? Not at all. Go for Shad- it. Shadukin. S-H-I-D-D-U-K-H-I-N. That's a mutual commitment. Then you have the 
Erusin. E R U S I N. Close as I'll ever get to a spelling bee. <laughs> Which means engagement. And the last part is the Nisuin. N I S S U I N. It's the marriage. So we're, during this engagement period, because I can't say it in Hebrew, the groom was to prepare a place for his bride. While the bride focused on her personal preparation, wedding garments, lamps, etc. Now you're probably asking, what is the engagement really about? So if I remember our lessons from Dove, the engagement was like being married. The only difference is you didn't consummate it. Now, one of the books I read. They lived together? No, no. Okay. They lived apart. So they were like they were married, except they lived apart and they didn't consummate it. You kind of have to be living together. They were preparing. Yeah. You kind of have to live together to consummate it. So that's, you know, I'm just. Well, I guess you could make no, visits. I'm not I guess you really. could make conjugal visits. Okay. So, yeah. And moving on. <laughs> yeah. So, well, actually, I'm going to touch on that for okay. a second because one of the books I read says, yes, it was engagement. However, if they did come together and she wound up pregnant, it was not really a big deal. But another man's baby, it would have been. But if it was his, it wasn't like, it was a big, it wasn't really a big deal. You just quicken the wedding real fast because they were really technically, they were married. That's what was the big deal about Mary and Joseph. They were engaged. They were married. He was going to have to either divorce her or have her killed for adultery. Mm -hmm. And he had decided, well, I'm just going to quietly divorce her because I don't want anything to happen to her until God gave him a dream that said, no, that's the Holy, that's that child's made by the Holy Spirit. You're going to be her husband. He's like, yes, sir. Right. And and the neat part is uh, um, Joseph, it's clearly says Joseph wouldn't even didn't know Mary until after the birth of Jesus. That's right. So that was that engagement period. So he didn't have intimacy with her until after Jesus was born, That's right. which I thought was a beautiful picture, too. So you mm-hmm. still saw that engagement. And so he stayed committed. And then they had uh, quite a, a few kids, kids after afterwards. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's have some more. So he didn't know her afterwards, but not until then, because they were in that yeah. engagement. But they still traveled together. And it was such respect for the Lord. He exactly. Just, he just let he her was, be. Yeah, he was a manly man. Yeah. And um, but they were engaged and that's why they traveled together to go do the census. So anyway, although the bride knew to expect her groom after about a year, she did not know the exact day or hour. He could come earlier. It was the father of the groom who gave the final approval for him to return to collect his bride. Which is the picture of Jesus and God and God being the father, he the son made his engagement with the church, the bride, when we come to know him, he's gone to heaven and he's preparing a place for us. You know what I can't imagine? If God designed the earth in six days and how beautiful it is, it's been thousands of years. Can you imagine the beauty of where we're going, where he's preparing? Glitter. Thousands. Bedazzlement. Okay. Pink. Um, no, <laughs> hope not. I'm sure there's going to be some type of glitter, but it's going to be. Well, my area, my little house is uh, going to be all glittered up. The Lord the, knows me. Must say his uh, <laughs> said the Lord's hasn't showed up yet because he's still working on the bedazzlement. <laughs> so what you're saying, girl? That's fabulous. Fabulous. Poor, uh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> We're letting us use Poor our imagination. Anna, Anna's just shaking her head like, I'm just, oh, I'm thinking the Lord's right here beside me shaking his head too with me. <laughs> We're your girls. That's so funny. Right. I'm dead serious. I know you are. <laughs> I, um, I'll i tell you. I what, ain't playing around with that, Anna. Nope, nope. Um, I'm looking forward to the part where we won't sin anymore. 
Yes. That's okay, what there's I'm that. For. Yeah, there's that's that. what I'm looking forward to. And then meeting that, Jesus face yes. to face. I can't. I, we can't wrap our heads or I can't wrap my head around it. I can't either. But the idea that I won't have to struggle and battle with thoughts and, and notation. I'm just, I'm excited and your about food it. allergies that are kicking your butt. Oh, that would be nice too. Yeah. My food allergies. Exactly. All of our allergies. I mean, yeah. we're just, we're, we're not going to be sick and we're not going to have to worry about sin. And we're just going to yeah. be able to glorify the Lord and, and see him face to face. And that's what we're actually dying with him. Dying with him. In this oh, picture, awesome. the veil is gone. He can see her without her veil. So the veil is gone. And that's what we're moving to. We're going to see our veils are going to be gone one day. And we're going to see Jesus face to face. So let's talk about that veil. Because I really love the part about the veil. That just That's a, a really beautiful, deep, intimate picture of I'm, that's what we see in our brides. They used to always wear a veil. And they would remove that veil to see their bride. Of course, I think it was back then when they had arranged marriages and they may not necessarily knew what their bride looked like. So I'm sure it was a little bit more exciting than nowadays. Probably wasn't exciting when I had my veil removed because he already knew what I looked like. Yeah. But it was a little <laughs> bit different. My makeup was a little different, but um, I had help. So um, we're going to start in Exodus 26:33, And you shall hang the veil from the clasp. Then you shall bring the Ark of the Testimony in there behind the veil. The veil shall be a divider for you between the holy place and the most holy. In Exodus 30 verse 6, it says, And you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with you. I'm going to meet with you, but we're going to have a veil between us. And then in Exodus 34, 29 through 35, now it was so. So we're going to see that in the, so in that part is, that was the, the temple. The temple had a veil. There was the three courts. There was outer court, inner court, and the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies had the Ark of the Covenant. I think inside of there was the Ten Commandments, the staff, and it had cherubim. And it was the mercy seat. And you couldn't touch it. There was something on the outside that you could touch. Because people would sometimes go there and say, hey, you can't touch me because I'm holding on to this. But the actual Ark itself, you couldn't touch. And it was funny. I think those were the sticks. Yes. And it was funny because um, when we did the, not funny, haha, but when we did the uh, tabernacle experience where they kind of built a live version of the tabernacle to get an idea of what it was like, we were standing in the Holy of Holies. And you know your rebelness comes out when you're like, I'm going to touch it because it's not real. So I won't die. You're not <laughs> supposed to touch it. It's supposed to be, supposed to be a holy moment. And you're like, I'm going to touch it. I touched it. You did? I did. <laughs> Oh, what did it feel like? Because I didn't touch I'm him. I'm a no. rebel. I wasn't with it. It was years ago. I wasn't. I didn't even know you when I went. Oh, really? I didn't know you had done one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you touched it? I, I did. I'm a rebel, Anna. Did it taste? Did. Did, was it plastic? Was it plastic? Or was it another material? It was It was plastic. Okay. Most of the reason I wanted to touch it because I wanted to know what the material was. Yeah. It, that, that one in there was but, plastic. But I realized. But, but the it Lord, was so cool. Yeah. Well, the whole the, like, thing was so cool. It was. And the Lord. I recommend it. Sat, stood there and I can tell that the Lord goes, that's your, that's your rebellious nature. And you know you have one. I, I know I have one. I'm not denied. I've never denied it. I did. I didn't want one. So, you know, if you deny it, you don't have one. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's how it works. But he also taught me that. You think about Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, who's, I should use their Hebrew names, but I can't say them as good. And, and Daniel, Belshazzar. Oh, no, Daniel was his new name. Anyway, yeah, I'm reading the book of Daniel again. So I went through Revelation. The Lord's like, okay, you're going to go to Daniel now. So I do Psalms and one other book, and Psalms is long. 
But anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Rebel. Oh, could you imagine being their moms? You you don't stand up against the king one day willing to die because you were a nice, quiet little kid who did everything they were told. Oh, that's true. You know, they had to have this this little bit. But you take that rebelliousness and you use it for the Lord saying, I will stand on God's holiness. I will stand on his word. And if you try to make me go against God's word, I am going to rebel against you. Yeah. You know, so we it's so your kids, ladies, moms, aunts, grandmas, if you have a little child in your life who's rebellious, don't necessarily get angry about that rebelliousness. Use it to teach them how to be of the Lord, to stand firm on God's word and use that rebellion against the world and the worldliness and the devil. for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.